Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bowen, Sheila, the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. <laughs> just go with what you saw today. Okay, yeah. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. For You'll sure. be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right. No yeah. one will remember. No That's one's true. listening. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, Bo Wolf, Shilkapadia, with you for the final episode of Chicago Week. At least the lead-up before the post-game pod, before the Eagles take on the Bears on Sunday afternoon as the tournament begins. We've got a lot to get to. We will have our crystal bald Eagles at the end of this episode. We will go through the matchup one more time with our Owl You Knows, three players who we will be talking about if the Eagles win and three players who we will be talking about If the Eagles lose, we will have our bird lines. We will have our full playoff predictions. We will predict uh, the four games this weekend against the spread, and then our uh, our full through the Super Bowl predictions. But we've got some uh, some other housekeeping to get to. Continue to rate, review, subscribe. Do give us your predictions for how many points the Eagles will score total in the playoffs. As you leave your review on Apple Podcasts, the winner gets a athletic T-shirt. Uh, we have a meetup on Saturday evening in Chicago at Fireplace Inn, about seven thirty local time. We've already got a few people telling us they're going to be there. I've heard from one person. I've heard from a couple others. Okay, all right. Um, we also have a, a sponsor for today's episode: the return of the individual sponsors. Mm. These are our original sponsors, Sheil. Luke Lahan and Brian Jedinak okay. have donated to a Chicago charity, the Covenant House, hmm. which is a homeless shelter in Chicago. Tremendous. Very nice. They are, they are the sponsors for this episode. You, too, can sponsor an episode of Birds with Friends if you send an email to birdswithfriendspodcast at gmail.com and show us a uh, receipt of a, of a donation to charity. I got to tell you, you need to get on this ratings review page and put the points in because this has been a huge dud. I mean, your percentages of winning this are very high if you go and participate. I mean, as usual, the listeners are not showing up and they need to be nudged and coerced. And I we're in the tournament now. You can't be taking plays off. But listen, this this is what I've come to expect uh, from these people. So get in their review. I feel like this is our shortest turnaround, four, 14 hours or so between shows. Since our last podcast. Have we done this before? I feel like we may have done this okay. before, but uh, yes, I mean, presumably you're still listening what to per- the... What percentage of our listeners do you think will have listened to every episode this week? Of our... Now, how would you define our listeners? I don't know. Yeah, this is just an off-the-cuff question. I would say by game time? Yeah. 80%. 80? That's insane. Our I'll, listeners I'll are loyal. 30. Our listeners are loyal listeners. Uh, Coach Flynn, a big hit last night. Some we audio apologize. issues. I apologize. Yes. You know, it's a three-way call. It's tough. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it we out. We've got to do a better job. 
couple of reviews to read here. Uh, Danny G says, good podcast. A little too much football being talked about, though. Thanks. I respect that. Uh, A big, strong, powerful podcast, Mm. says Steve Dunn. These guys are great. Despite Shields' contempt for the listeners, he's my favorite sports writer. Bo Wolf puts on a great show. Always fun. You won't find a more insightful, entertaining stream of Eagles content than Birds with Friends. Just want to clarify, he's right. I have contempt for listeners, not for readers. Readers I like. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's good. I have been, you know, there was a a request that I do a Chicago accent this week. I don't know. I got to work on my Chicago okay. accent. Maybe by post game pod, I'll be able to bust that out. Okay. And then last thing before we uh, get into the football content, uh, my wife ripping me on two notes this uh, this week. One was very disappointed with my choosing Los Angeles over Seattle when we did the playoff cities uh, to live in. She had a great time in Seattle. She loved Seattle. She had many more friends there than I did. She stormed down to the basement as I was working and said she, she couldn't believe it. That's one. And then number two, she did a little impression. Oh, I'm Sheila. I have to go to a meetup. My life is so hard. So call me out a little bit on yeah, that one. You deserve well. that. She's calling you a Melvin. <laughs> okay. uh, speaking of which, we did. We, I meant to do this with Coach Flynn last night. We got to go through the, uh, the AFC cities. <laughs> They're pathetic. Listen, well, I don't have time for a three-hour episode. Uh, it, this is quick. All right. You've got you've got New England now. I guess that means Wait, you we're can doing live this in, now. Yeah, right now oh. you can live in Boston. Okay, um, Indianapolis. Not a fun commute though to Foxborough. Kansas City, Nashville, oh god, Houston. Oh boy, and L.A. But not necessarily for the long haul. Yeah, then you get to well, where are they moving? Oh, I don't know. Back to San Diego. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that could somewhere be worse. good. Oh, in Baltimore. Did, who did I? Did I? You forgot Baltimore. I forgot Baltimore. That's a pretty bad list. You can make a case for any of the NFC cities over. It's not a great list. Do you have your rankings? I'll go, I mean, I guess I'll go L.A., number one. That's easy. I will go, um, I will go Boston, too, just for proximity to family reasons. Okay. Kansas City, three. Houston, four. Baltimore 5, Indy 6. Maybe Baltimore ahead of Houston just to stay on the East Coast. I will go L.A. first. I think I would probably go Boston second. I will go Baltimore third. Yeah, I think I'll go Baltimore third. Baltimore has a nice character. I spent a few years in Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, there's nothing. I don't want to go south of Baltimore. Okay. I don't, you, don't I, want to get, you don't want to creep into the D.C. area. Yeah, I don't we want to get ne- near uh, FedEx Field yeah. or Dan Snyder, but Baltimore has a nice character. I agree. It's close uh, to stop. Baltimore's three for me. Yeah, uh, Baltimore three. So what do I have left? Casey, Indian, Indianapolis, Houston. I really have no take on like Indianapolis. I'm there. I've only been there once or twice, I think, for the combine. Yeah, Casey's nice. I like Kansas City. Okay, is it, can I find an Indian in Kansas City? Good question. That may be tough. It might going to be tough in Indianapolis too. I would imagine it may be. So you're saying I should go Houston for? Probably. You like you like a Texas? I like a Texas. I didn't love a Houston mm. except for the great NASA tour that we got. That's true. By default, right? Jason Hutt, and I feel like he probably wouldn't be willing to do that every, every night. single day. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a big ask. So, but maybe there was more of Houston that I didn't see. All right, 
I'll make that four, uh, and then I'll go KC Indianapolis. Okay. Okay. Uh, last piece of housekeeping: an email. <laughs> this is like the, an hour. It's fine. Last pe- uh, an email calling you to task. Oh. SMSH shaking my shaved head. Hello, I have to disagree with Shields' recent claim that men with shaved heads should still use shampoo. As a fellow shaved head man, I am fully qualified to speak on this subject. This is from Scott. While I agree that oils continue to be excreted from one's head even if it is shaved, and that all shaved men should behave responsibly when it comes to personal hygiene, use of shampoo is vastly inferior to use of Neutrogena oil-free acne wash. Mm. Seeing that the whole purpose of cleaning a shaved head is to sop up oils, I think you will agree that a toiletry designed specifically for such a purpose will be excellent at getting the job done right. I look forward to you correcting the record on this matter. Go birds. You know, when I decided to make this move, and I'm Googling like, like hours of research, <laughs> the one thing that kept coming up is that you still have to shampoo. Mm. So I don't know, but he does make a good point. Now I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a proactive man. Do I rub some of that up there? Why not? My, what I would want from my whatever, what's the word I'm looking for? Whatever you're going to... Liquid, yeah. whatever the substance is. I would want moisturization. I don't want a dry head in the Sure, uh, you don't, I don't want a dry, dry head in the winter. Yeah, yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah. So, all okay. right, thanks for the input. All right. All right, football. Football. Bird on the grapevine, we have a uh, bird on the street rather. We have uh, we do have some news. It certainly seems like as long as he stays healthy, mm-hmm. Isaac Siamalo will Big be Zeke. returning to the left guard spot. He uh, took the first team reps in the portion of practice that we were able to see yesterday. Uh, reports elsewhere that that is indeed their um, their plan. I think we can agree that, you know, style-wise, the type of player that he is, he certainly seems like a better matchup. Styles make fights. for this. That's a good one. Uh, for this team, for this Bears front, Akeem Hicks, big, powerful man, big, strong, powerful man. Wiz, more of a center by trade, technician by trade. Isaac Simalo has been playing well when he has been healthy uh, and seemed like they made the right fine, th- yeah. But better than Wiz, I think it's fair to say. Okay. But what do you make of throwing a bit of a wrench into the offensive line continuity that the Eagles have had as they have gone on this three-game winning streak? Well, I think it's pretty clear that they at no time in the last two years have wanted to play Wisniewski. Right. You know, I mean, they, it was Sayamalu, then it was... War, War Mac, then it was your favorite left, left guard, guard rotation. rotation, then it was back to Wisniewski. Like, Wisniewski is not a, um, he's not your teaching tape type player. You're not going to say, hey, look at what he did here. That You know, this is, he's just sort of a grinder and battler and just tries to make sure that the guy does not hit the quarterback right. at any cost type guy. Say Amalu has the greater physical tool, tools, whether it's arm length, athleticism, strength, all those different types of things. He does Just size. Yeah. He does have less experience. This is one where I kind of just trust, you know, whatever the coaches des- decide, I feel like that's fine. Um, they're seeing these guys at practice. They know precisely how healthy they are. They know how they work with the other guys on the offensive line, which is so key, which is part of what makes this a little bit surprising, I think, just that, right. you, you know, changing it up at this point. So... Uh, you know, what does make me a little bit nervous is that Jason Peters starts the game and he goes out and now you're looking at, say, Amalu and Vitae on the left side of the line and the Bears, you know, Fangio's just cooking everything up to attack those two and uh, you're in a lot of trouble there. That is a nightmare scenario that is not, 
out of the realm of realistic possibilities of mm-hmm. something that could happen on Sunday to really turn this game ugly in the Bears' favor. And that's the side of the line to be worried about, not just because Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks are, are better yeah. than the left side, but because uh, the Bears will move Khalil Mack around more than the Raiders did yep. in Week 16. I did look at the uh, the Week 16 game last year. Fran Duffy has done a good job showing what the Eagles did, but I, uh, I charted the 41 pass snaps. Oh, look at you charting this late in the week. Okay. 34 of them were he was lined up at left end. Mm. There were a few on the right side. No, actually that's not true. 36 were at left end. Okay. There were two where he ended up dropping into coverage. Of the 34 times he rushed from the left side against Lane Johnson, Lane Johnson was left one-on-one 28 of those 34 mm. times. Um so we know that the and this is this is what they do. Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks will be will be left to fend for themselves, and whatever help is given is going to be most likely given to the left side. They'll slide Kelsey to the right side every now and then, but in terms of you know running back tight end chips, few and far between over there. And and listen, as this as we look at this matchup, that is one of the reasons to be optimistic is that you can hope that uh, Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks can hold their own, and it's not like they need to send a ton of attention to Khalil Mack if he's on that side. We'll see how the left side holds up. I don't know if I'm comfortable with you putting in that kind of work this late in the week, this late in the season. you got to put something in the cheat sheet. Okay. Uh, other injuries, Avante Maddox had a little uh, oblique issue. Wendell Smallwood had a hand issue. We haven't got the injury report yet. I'll let you know if it comes out during this podcast. Doug Peterson seemed pretty optimistic. He called them incidental. Yeah, I didn't really know what that mean, yeah. meant. Like I think something that happened in the cafeteria. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think they're going to be fine to play. Uh, and no, uh, Sidney Jones probably not going to play. Just assume no Sidney Jones unless we tell you otherwise <laughs> at some point in the next uh, year or two. And Mike Wallace. And Mike Wallace. Okay. Uh, anything else? What's your sense of the the confidence level, the feeling, the mood around this team? I think they're pretty confident. I agree. Yeah. But they've been pretty confident all along. I mean, they were pretty confident heading into the Cowboys game, and they yes. lost that game. So, yeah, I think you were probably right in that. Uh, you know, we discussed which teams they feel like they match up well against. It seems like they feel like this is a nice matchup for them. And I will the tell you that the longer the week has gone on, the better I have felt about this matchup for the really Eagles. interesting. Yeah. Okay, a little maybe a little. Uh... Harbinger, mm, we'll foreshadowing. Let you know. We'll let you know. Uh, some talk about the uh, the notoriously bad turf at Soldier Field. And by the way, the All-22 watching at Soldier Field, the players look like ants on some of these mm. plays. Yeah. When you're watching film, do you, do you listen to anything or you just go full silence? I find it incredibly boring sometimes. It's very boring. I no. need, like... If I listen to something, I'm distracted. Fran Duffy, Defa, oh, I'm interested. Okay. Has, has told me that he, uh, he'll go with a, a, mu- a movie soundtrack sometimes, which I kind of like. Gives it a bit of a narrative. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I mean nobody that watches nobody watches more tape than than the Duff Man. Very good. Okay. I hope he doesn't mind me outing that. I find myself very <laughs> tough. I don't know like, why he would. <laughs> well, okay. You got a favorite movie soundtrack? No. Okay. Money talks back in the day. Oh, the nice. <laughs> nice. That's just one that I, I remember purchasing. That's good. Um, there's uh, what is it? One of the 
one of the the first gift I ever received from a significant other. Mm. My, well, what age are we talking? My seventh grade girlfriend. Oh, you dog. My seventh oh. grade girlfriend got me uh, for Valentine's Day, I believe, the Rush Hour soundtrack. Okay, which had some bangers on it. Yeah, I'm sure. Unfortunately, it was the edited version. Oh, come on, come on, come on, Jennifer. Can I get a? What what oh. instead of oh man can I get an after you yeah, come no, on come what are we on. doing you can't here be doing that so obviously that that relationship did not last yeah was I right Jennifer no no okay. well, Amanda did, okay you didn't correct me ah yeah. that's pretty close it's a, it's a classic middle school girl's name yeah okay yeah. Um, <laughs> then they changed their names when they get <laughs> yeah, that's school. generally what happens yeah <laughs> uh, okay. Anything else? No, I, I, I think we should get to the, uh, the segments. Let's get to the segments. I want to start with our predictions for the other three games. Okay. The first game, Houston at home. Mm. One and a half point favorites over the fight in Frank Reichs. Let me pull up and make sure I have the same. Uh, oh, you have, you have Texans minus one. Moved. Okay. I told you to get the Action Network app, but, you know, okay. if you want to have outdated information, that's on you. All right. I updated it. <laughs> oh, Ravens have moved to three. Okay. See? Uh, I find it interesting. I don't know if you saw this on uh, Football Outsiders. The Colts, fourth overall in weighted I DVOA. I found that quite interesting. I found that quite interesting. Top ten in both offense and defense. Yeah. Houston, not, not that great. I think 12th overall. Um, yeah, 11th and 13th weighted. Yeah. <clears throat> These two teams have played twice. Yes. Colts won both? No, the first one first. was, was uh, Reich had the uh, fourth down decision. Uh, put the Texans in scoring position. I think the game I feel tied. better for the Colts that they lost that first game. Okay. Tough to beat a team three times, as you right. always know. Handled them the second time? Yeah. Okay. In so, Houston. So what do you got? Uh... This is tough. I feel like I feel like there might be some home cooking. Tough to over overcome. But I think the line accurately reflects that the Colts are the better team. I don't have it in me to bet against Frank Reich. <laughs> Give me the Colts. Okay. I had a tough one with this. Yeah, it's tough. Really, you know, looking at all the games, I, I found myself making the case for the Road teams, but man, all the numbers you look at from like the last five years, uh, home field advantage has just been very, very relevant in uh, not only in these games but throughout the playoffs. Except for your boy, pretty boy McVeigh. Well, we'll get to him. So, uh, man, Frank Reich versus Bill O'Brien, like, geez, not even a, not even a matchup there. I mean, give me the, give me one guy, hundred times out of a hundred times. Yeah, but who's more likable? <laughs> I will say, you know, I think I think one player that I became a little smitten with that we watched this year was Deshaun Watson. Mm, yeah, I know, you did. I know, yeah. some people, you know, the the tape and his development of a, as a passer and that stuff might not be where people think. But man, I watched that guy and thought, like, who's more terrifying than this guy right now? If you're an opposing defense with like. Three minutes left, and you're up by four. You know, he was just uh, Fair point. making play after play. The offense, the protection doesn't have to be great. He has one receiver, and it feels like he can raise his level of play 
uh, to a place where he can put a team on his back. So I looked at that. I'm looking at the playmakers on the defensive side of the ball for both these teams. As you mentioned, the Colts were 10th uh, in defensive DVOA, the Texans 7th. So both pretty solid defenses. Like the Texans pass rush a little bit. I know the Colts, no no team gave up fewer sacks on a on a rate basis than the Colts this year, but I feel like Watt and Clowney can be disruptive. Watt overrated. I hate doing this. I'm going with the Texans. Wow. It's been a great season. You'll be back, Frankie. If you need a, a shoulder to lean on here this offseason, give me a buzz. Uh, you've got a bright future. Love like the state of the franchise, but I feel like uh, I feel like the Texans are going to win this game. Wow. Uh, Adam Schefter just tweeted that uh, Frank Reich has been rushed to the hospital. Someone has uh, <laughs> stuck a knife in his back. <laughs> I hope they win. Listen, you got to make these picks with your head, not your heart. And there's a quote. It says, uh, Frank Reich <laughs> with knife in back says, I'm, I'm hurt more emotionally than I am physically. <laughs> The night game, the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Mm. The worst team by DVOA in these playoffs. 21st overall. Yeah. Two-point favorites at home against the fighting Seattle. Kapadias. Wolves. Give us your breakdown. Oh, my breakdown. Okay. You seem to have the fuller breakdown. Well, I think these are two teams that will sort of keep the opponent in the game with the way they play. I, I mean, think that's well said. They're both, let's, we're going to be throwbacks, we're going to run the ball, lean on our defense, not be very aggressive, uh, all those different types of things. So I think this will be a good, close matchup. They're two of the most sacked quarterbacks in the NFL, Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott, whether that's because they're trying to extend plays or offensive line play or a combination of the both. Um, those are the numbers, and really you have two defenses that can get after uh, the quarterback. So uh, I think they're both going to be under pressure. The Seahawks stat that I come back to is that since your boy Russell Wilson has been in the league, they have been within one score or held a lead in the fourth quarter of all but three games. It's over a 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, seven-year span. Wow. It's crazy. They don't get blown out. There's been three times they've gotten blown out uh, where they haven't been in a game late. And so given how Jason Garrett coaches, how the Cowboys play, I think they will be in this game late. And if they're in the game late, am I going to trust Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott? So I think the Seahawks are going to win this game. Go down to Dallas. I I think uh, in, in some ways there are mirror images of each other. In other ways, the Seahawks have clearly the better coach and the better quarterback. I know they're on the road, um, so I'm going to go with Seattle. I look forward to rooting for Seattle in this game. Oh, look at you. Not because I like Seattle, just because it's fun to root against you the Cowboys. wear that hat that you got me a couple years ago. You probably threw it year. out. Uh, I don't know what I did with that. Okay. But thanks for the gesture. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I, I uh, am excited to root against the Cowboys in this game. I feel like... There's too much uh, too much riding on the NFL getting the Cowboys into another playoff game. Okay, that the uh, the officiating is going to be in their favor. Interesting. I'm going to say that that Roger pushes the button on this one and the Cowboys win. Oh, okay. By three points. All right. 
So you have them. Uh, you have the cow. All right, you got the Cowboys covering. All right. Sunday early afternoon. Yeah. In Baltimore, the former home of Sheila Kapadia. The Baltimore Ravens are three-point favorites now against the Los Angeles Chargers, the third-best team in DVOA. Well, I think a lot of people are rooting for Phillip Rivers in these playoffs. You know what I meant to say when you were last night with Coach Flynn describing the quarterbacks who gesticulated wildly and let everybody know that they're Wide receivers are running the wrong routes. That is Philip Rivers. Does I was he, only picturing Philip Rivers. You think so? I feel like oftentimes he's like yelling at uh, the opponent or just being crazy. He's yelling at everybody. Okay. He's a, he's a right. wild man. Okay, he is. I find, like, like, you know what? What he's, if he's like that at home with his like 11 children? Like, <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's probably why he's like that. <laughs> that's right. 11 children. Yeah. Think of how wound up I am here, and I only have two. Mm-hmm. I've probably done more of a, a 180 on Philip Rivers than like almost any other player. I used to like I couldn't stand the guy, and I didn't think he was very good. And now I like the guy. I've actually gone the other way. Really? I, it's not that I dislike the guy. Okay. I used to think he was very underrated, and now I think he's a little overrated. Really? Yeah. Overrated? A little okay. Bit. Well, these two teams played a couple of weeks ago. Ravens went to was it Carson? Yes, Carson, and won 22 to 10. Very different styles. Ravens running the football more than like any team in 30 years, maybe longer than that. The Chargers have sort of, uh, you know, they built their defense with edge rushers and secondary, and uh, they're going to throw the football around. In that game, Phillip Rivers averaged 4.9 yards per attempt. He was sacked four times. He was hit eight times. Now, I do think the Chargers have an advantage in that they're they just play these guys and, and the Ravens have this very unique style. I do it, buy I do buy that. In this if, if it was ever the case, it should be this. You know, the Ravens are this blitz heavy, uh crazy not crazy offense, but totally unorthodox offense. And so uh, I think that works in their favor. Having said that, Ravens at home, it's gonna be a ten AM in their internal mm. clock start for the Chargers. The Ravens had a very good defense, third overall in DVOA. I think they're going to make a big special teams play in this game. It feels like there's one playoff game every year where it's, you know, special teams sort of uh, swings it on wild card weekend. I think that's going to be this one. And I think the Ravens will win this game and end the Phillip Rivers story around 4 o'clock Eastern time on Sunday afternoon. Give me the Chargers. Okay. Honestly, I don't feel that. I'm making I don't the feel case for my picks. I don't feel good about any of my picks. No. So, uh, put the Lechuga in your pocket, you know. I buy a little bit. I buy a little bit that they have a a nice, not a nice, but just a, a bit of an advantage after having gone against Lamar Jackson. Yes. They have a, a bit of a better idea of what to expect. And... I think they're, even though it's a 10 a.m. game, I think they're better off playing away from home. Yes. I um, think they're 7-1 and one on the road this year, right? They've won in yeah. KC. They've won at, at some won really some good, good places. places. Yeah. So I'm going uh, to take the Chargers. Okay. Very good. Our picks are on the record. What, right. what are we putting on our playoff picks? Uh, More Pastaficios? How about Penrose Diner? Okay. Uh, you mentioned the special teams. We have not. That's the one thing we haven't talked about in this Eagles Bears matchup. Yeah. So let's pull that up. That's good because I can add that to the cheat sheet. Okay. 
Bears do not have great special teams. Bears do not. 26th, I think. They are 26th. Long gone are the days of Dave Tobe, my Moa Culpa. Okay. We're mispronouncing the last name of my favorite guy. Uh, that is weighted heavily, though, because Cody Parkey has been so bad. Uh, I believe they are the fourth worst field goal and extra point team in the NFL this year. They have been uh, below average in, in, well, everything but punt return, but that's the, their worst kickoff return. They have been pretty bad, too. The Eagles are 15th, of course, right in the middle of the road, as you would expect. And they have been pretty middle of the road everywhere, except they have been very good uh, punting the ball. We have been wrong about nobody more than we have been wrong about Cameron Johnston from our You're using we very generously. That's fair. That's mostly me. Uh, It's time for some bird lines. Okay. We got some all pros announced. I don't know if you care about Uh this or not. Fletcher Cox and Jason Kelsey, first team all pros. Oh, Jason Kelsey wasn't even a pro bowler. I know. I like that. No other eagle make it makes it. Uh, tra- I like that. Travis Kelsey and George Kittle are your first and second team tight ends over Zach Ertz. Yeah, I can do another. Have to get worked up, I guess. I can do another feature next year. I like when an all when a guy makes all first team all pro, but not the pro bowl. Yeah. Okay. Mister Biscuit rushing yards. All right. Versus. The length of Boston Scott's longest kickoff return. Okay, so Trubisky had, what, 400 and something? Close to 500, I believe. Close to 500. 450, maybe. Okay. But he missed a few games. I will take Trubisky's rushing yards. Give me Boston Scott. Wow, okay. Nate Sunfeld. Giving Boston Scott the Oh, bomb. I haven't got to read your piece oh. yet. Okay, don't ruin it. Read that piece on theathletic.com slash Philly. The locker room survey of who will make a big who will make a big play for the Eagles on Sunday. I'll take Boston Scott. Okay. Uh, carries by Nelson Aguilar and Golden Tate combined. Mm, a misdirection, huh? Versus takeaways by the Eagles defense. By the way, Boston Scott could be, we were talking about what uh, little thing they could have up their sleeve. What if it was a little offensive package for Mr. Boston Scott? <laughs> wow. That would be something. Better than Josh Adams. A little juice on the outside. I will say Eagles takeaways. I think you're going to get one carry to one of those guys. I think you're going to get at least one takeaway. I don't know that you're going to get two, but I feel better about that. I'm going to say you're going to get two carries. Okay. I think they're each going to get one. Okay. Tate hasn't had a carry for the Eagles, has he? They've done a bunch of those. I don't silly think he screens. has. I think oh, they're, so they're breaking it out. I think they break. Tendency well. breaker, yeah. Coach Flynn says. Okay. I'll take that one. All right. This is a very classic, straight up. Alshon Jeffrey receiving yards. Zach Ertz receiving yards. Mm. Is this an Alshon game or is it a too much Ertz game? Well, I think there's a chance it could be both. Mm. But if you're giving me receiving yards, I will go Alshon Jeffrey. If you if you were to ask, I don't know if you're going to ask this or not, receptions, I think I would go Ertz. Okay. I... 
I uh, a lot of expectation for Alshon in this game, mm. internally and externally. A lot okay. of focus on him. Yeah. I wonder if maybe it becomes an Ertz day. Mm. I'll take Ertz. Okay. We're going against each other in all three so far. Working off the snub of the no-all pro, huh? Yeah. Okay. Tariq Cohen, plays of 10 yards or more. Plays, okay. Versus missed field goals plus two-point conversion attempts by either side. Wow, good one. Can't wait till we track this. It's very easy to track. It's not like... We're never going to revisit this. We always revisit it. All right, so missed field goals. Plus two-point conversion attempts. Plus two-point conversion attempts. Yes. Mm. Versus Tariq Cohen plays of 10 yards or more. Tariq Cohen. Mm, I'll take the other one. Okay. Yeah. Jim Schwartz blitz percentage. Oh. We have talked about this. 16.7 for the season. For, oh, for the season, we're, we're lowest in the league. But uh, Mr. Bisky has struggled against the Blitz. Yes. Versus, you're going to like this one, the percentage of time the Eagles, is, uh, Eagles offense is in 12 personnel, minus 30. Minus 30, huh? Yeah. Okay, so what has it been? It's been, what, 55-ish, 60-ish? Over the last few weeks. Okay. Minus 30. What was the first one? Schwartz blitz percentage. <laughs> so maybe we're thinking they're both around 20-25%. I think that the higher number will be Eagles in 12 personnel. You think they're going to go heavy 12? It's like 60%-ish. Well, even, you know, he could blitz like 22%. Right. And that would still be more than they've okay. done. That's true. I don't think they're going to blitz like a ton. Thirty percent. Okay. Yeah. Although you know what I was just thinking. Do you remember the game he blitzed a lot? I was just going to say. Jack Good point. At Wembley Stadium. Bad and, footing. And, and we all said, "Oh, you know, well, you blitzed a lot. What was the? You know, felt like you could get to old Blakey Bortles or you know scheme." He's like, "No, the field was terrible." And I still don't understand what was it, the defense, the pass rushers couldn't, like, get there? Is that what he was saying? I, I guess it's hard to, <laughs> harder to turn, okay. turn so, the edge, maybe. So maybe he takes a little page yeah, out of that book, right? I like that. Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky are not... Uh, I like that. Yeah. The most different Good. styles of quarterbacks. I will also take 12 personnel, though. Okay. All right, last one. The margin of victory in this game for either side or the... Distance, uh, the combined, the overrun for this game is 41. These yawns just started hitting me. Have you noticed this? I have. Yeah, <laughs> I'm boring you. The overrun for this game is 41. So the combined 41. score, how far away is that from 41? Will that be higher or okay. lower All right. than the margin of victory? Oh, that's the end of the question. That's right. it. That's the margin of victory versus how far away from 41. I got to tell you, I have no idea. The margin of victory could be 25. It could be one. I have no idea. I agree with that. I don't have a great feel. I don't see the Eagles winning by multiple scores. I don't, but I don't. at the same time, that's not crazy that Trubisky lays an egg. That's true. Close to over. 
well, you know, why would I? I'm, I'm going for the bigger number, right? Correct. I, I will say margin of victory. A little bit more variance there. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to bet against uh, your boys in Vegas, right? They, well, you're they, betting against them either way. Well, that's true because the line is what? 41. Yeah, I will, I will stick with my thing. I'll go the other way. All right. All right, it's time for Al, you know. You can go one at a time. Tell me first, who? Another yawn. We will be talking about if the Eagles win. Are we doing three players? Three each. You got anyone in mind, or do I need to go first here? I'll go first. Okay, let me scribble some thoughts down. This is called show prep, my friends. That's right. Um, I'm uh, I'm going Darren Sproles here. I think the Eagles are going to have a tough time running the ball against this Bears defense. There's no question about that. They're going to have to find some ways to uh, manufacture a pseudo-run game on early downs. And I think uh, Darren Sproles is the only guy who they can count on. He's also the only one they can really count on in pass protection. They have been slowly amping him up, playing time-wise. I think uh, there's a possibility that he plays... Two-thirds of the snaps Wow, for the running backs in this game. Uh, Nick Foles has been getting rid of the ball quickly, as Shil Kapadia has pointed out all week. Darren Sproles is a, a player who can be that quick outlet. I don't think it's going to be a monster game, but I think we will see that one of the ways maybe this offense looks a little bit different is that they are going very heavy in terms of Darren Sproles' playing time. Well, I'm going to go with the obvious one that you mentioned earlier. He is getting a lot of love, and that's uh, that's Alshon Jeffrey. I just feel like he's stepped up his game towards the end of the season. I feel like he has a nice edge for these big games. He shows up in big games. He's going back home. I feel like if you're going to take shots against this Bears defense, just uh, run him on the fade down the sideline, chuck it up there, see what happens. Tell him if you're not going to catch it, force the incompletion. Nick Foles has been hot throwing downfield. And so, it, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be an eight-catch, 100-yard game, but we have seen games from Alshon Jeffrey where he has like three, four catches. But, man, he really mm-hmm. impacts uh, the game with those catches. And so I think if they they win this one, they're going to have to find some way to manufacture offense, and I think, uh, I think Jeffrey will be at the heart of that. My second one. Because of that 12 personnel, though I did say I think Zach Ertz will have uh, more receiving yards, I think this could be a Dallas Goddard game. Mm. Now, we have pointed out that the Bears defense has been very good against 12 personnel, but there's not a lot of teams who have the kind of 12 personnel the Eagles do when they have Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz on the field. I could see Dallas Goddard maybe making a couple big plays in this game, not necessarily uh, volume-wise, but... Big play wise, I think that's I think that's a very real possibility. Sure, I'm going to take uh, Dallas Goddard for a. If the Eagles win this game, Dallas Goddard scores a 45 yard touchdown. Wow, 45 yarder. Yeah. Okay. Contested catch, and then he rumbles in. Okay. Well, it is interesting because the Bears, as uh, our boyfriend Duffy has noted, and we talked about, will stay in base. 
base. Uh, so you could have Dallas Goddard running against uh, one of those outside backers. Yeah, Leonard Floyd, for instance. Yeah, and so maybe that's a, a matchup you can win there. I'm going to go on the defensive side of the ball. You got to get to Mitchell Trubisky. Defensive line has to dominate. I'm going to say Michael Bennett shows up mm. big time in this game. He's played in a lot of big games. He will, he will relish the opportunity to be playing in front of the country. I'm sure it's not lost on him that, uh, you know, he could have some money to make this offseason if the Eagles part ways with him. I mean, the guy had 30 quarterback hits, nine and a half sacks, a very, very productive season, as we have discussed. And so I think, uh, you know, a little little sack fumble, some tackles for loss. I think he could be a big-time playmaker in this game. I like that one, and I agree that the Bears' tackles are there to be had a little bit more than the interior offensive line. And uh, though I do expect a, a, a good performance from Fletcher Cox, I, too, am going to take a guy on the edge. I will go with Brandon Graham. Mm. The man has shown up for the Eagles in the playoffs in the past, as we know. He also is playing for a bit of lechuga in the offseason. Whether here or elsewhere. Whether here or elsewhere. Uh, he has been playing much better of late. I like Brandon Graham's opportunity to uh, cause a turnover. Okay. Well, you named pretty much everybody I wrote down. I wrote down Fletcher Cox, but that's like so weird. That's yeah, no fun. Uh, why don't I say, I guess I should say Malcolm Jenkins, right? Sure. I mean, he's going to have to get mashed up with Tariq Cohen. He has been the pulse of this team for two years. He does. He won't admit that he called them out. He did call them out after the Saints game. It didn't seem like the players liked it at the time, his teammates. But people responded. He's the general, as Rasul Douglas calls him. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe a forced fumble. Maybe a nice PBU against Tariq Cohen, an interception. In a key spot, so uh, I will go with Malcolm Jenkins. All right, the flip side. Three players who we will be talking about if the Eagles' season ends on Sunday evening. Okay. You can go first this time. Well, this isn't a very fun one, but I will say uh, Corey Graham. Mm -hmm. This is something we've also discussed earlier in the Week that if they're able to get uh, that kind of matchup with, you know, who knows, it might be Trey Burton, it might be Tariq Cohen, it might be just Corey Graham in the open field against one of these guys whiffing on a tackle. You know, as as we've seen all year, he can be a liability back there. It hasn't seemed to be completely the case in recent weeks as the defense has played better, but that's certainly not a great matchup with any of those guys for him. So uh, I think if the the Bears are able to hit on a big play, there's a pretty good chance it could be against Corey Graham. I will take another sort of obvious one. Uh, In making this change to the offensive line, the Eagles have opened themselves up to a little bit of criticism. I think Mm. uh, it's possible that Isaac Siamalu, you know, even if he has a mostly good game but uh, is responsible for a big Akeem Hicks sack, all of a sudden, uh, there's a lot of talk about why, why, why mess with a good thing? Why fix what's not broke? Sure. This one's going to hurt a little bit. Mm. Jason Peters. Yeah, we've been we've been going after Jason Peters in this in this <laughs> uh, segment all season long. 
Can he get through the game healthy? Can he stand up to Khalil Mack, whether he has help, whether he doesn't have help? Will they be able to pass off games and stunts well with whoever's playing left guard? Will there be a key Nick Foles sack fumble? All those different types of things where he's going to be in the spotlight one way or another. Uh, Lane Johnson is the better player right now. You trust Lane Johnson more to handle Khalil Mack there on the edge. And so uh, if they lose, I think uh, maybe we're saying, well, a great career. Maybe it's over here for Jason Peters. I'm going to go with a player who has been playing very well of late. Made a very nice play last week. Has been tackling exceptionally, but we also know that he can be victimized for a big play down the field. Rasul Douglas, you know, making a push to be considered for a starting role next year, as well as he's been playing. I do think that uh, if someone's going to get beat deep and it's not Corey Graham, if it's going to be more of a one-on-one matchup on the outside, uh, Rasul Douglas has been known to bite the cheese every now and then. Okay. I need one more, huh? You sure do. How about your boy Golden Tate? I know that's right. I mean, he's already, whether it's him or the Eagles coming under criticism for how little production he's provided since he's been here. This is a big spot. Whether it's a drop, a fumble, maybe some confusion on a route adjustment that leads to a big play, a turnover, a third down stop, whatever. That's a scenario I can sort of envision if this game goes wrong early that uh, Golden Tate being in the middle of something like that, that, that would not shock me. I can me. definitely see that. <laughs> I'm going to close it out with um, another player who is due to hit free agency, playing for a payday, has forced his way back into the rotation, not the rotation, into the lineup after missing some time. Jordan Hicks in the middle of the Eagles' defense. You know, there's a case to be made that Nigel Bradham has played better in the middle than, than Jordan Hicks has. And we know that the Bears want to run the ball. I believe uh, seventh heaviest run script in the league. Malcolm Jenkins is mostly going to be matched up against Tariq Cohen, but I can see scenarios where it is Jordan Hicks. That's a mismatch for the Bears' offense. And if the Bears are able to get their run game going, there will be questions about uh, the Eagles linebackers. Why would you pay Jordan Hicks if he can't uh, come up in a game like that? I'll stick with Jordan Hicks. Very good. All right. Oh, is it Crystal Ball? It's time for the main event. Okay. The Crystal Ball Eagle. Now, Sheil, I will tell you this. You and I have... Picked the same outcome 14 of 16 times. Really? That's pathetic. It is pathetic. Do you know what our records are in, in picking the Eagles game straight up this year? I'm afraid to hear it. You are 7-9, and nine and I am 5-11. and 11. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. We, 5 we, and we 11. are just as bad as that. They're better than us. They are better than us. Yeah. We both picked. You went five and eleven we straight picked, up. Not we even against picked, the spread. We both picked the Jaguars to win oh in my London. Gosh. It's okay. been ugly. It's we both picked the UCLA, Falcons in week one. No we both alibi. picked the Eagles in week two against the Bucks. We both correctly picked them to beat the Colts. We both 
then which uh, I would go back and change my pick. Yeah, I know. We both picked the Eagles to beat the Titans. There was the Giants game. We both got right. Uh, we both got the Panthers game wrong. We got the I, I got one of the I got one of the Giants games wrong. The well, second one, well, well, Shermer. Yeah, Shermer. So, uh, whatever we pick is probably not going to happen. Okay. I went on the record uh, for the Athletic. There was the uh, okay, you know, site wide thing. I'm not. I'm not beholden to that prediction. Oh, I'm happy to flip flop. No, 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 no. I'm happy to flip flop. Oh my gosh, pathetic. The week goes on. Okay. And as I said, I feel better about this matchup. That said, I don't like that almost everyone here at the Novacare Complex in this uh, media house seems to be picking the Eagles, despite them being six and a half point underdogs. The Bears team is very good. Uh, this is the best defense by a, by a mile the Eagles have faced all season. You it just will not stop. I yawning. don't know what's going. on. I just got very congested and I can't stop yawning. <laughs> I need to get out of here. That's for sure. I know that's right. I I, I like the Eagles' chances in this game. I think I think this is a good matchup for them. I think they have a very good chance to win the game. But I think. If you play this game a bunch of times, the Bears are going to win more often than not. Uh, the Eagles need to make this game about Mitch Trubisky, which I think they can do. I don't put a ton of stock into uh, playoff experience. I do like the the veteran leadership on this team. I think that counts for something. You know, Khalil Mack's never played in a playoff game. What does he know? Meaningless. Obviously. <laughs> um, I'm filling time because I don't really know what I want to say. Well, just make the pick. I think it's going to be... Uh, you know what? Actually, I don't think this. I think the Eagles are going to have some success early in this game, unlike they have most of the season. Okay. I think they are going to um, be able to move the ball a little bit early. And I think once the game becomes a little bit more about... Your core playbook stuff, a little bit less about gimmicks. I think the Bears' defense will uh, will settle in. This is one of the only times all season long in which the Eagles are playing a true road game. They will not have a takeover contingent of uh, Eagles fans taking over. This will be a, a rowdy atmosphere for the Bears. Oh, my God. I think the Bears are going to be able to move the ball. My gosh, let's go. I think the Eagles will be better in the red zone, but the Bears <laughs> are going to have be able to move the ball a little bit more consistently. It's gonna, this game is going to come down to who, who makes a big play, who forces more turnovers, who wins the turnover battle. I know that's a trite thing to say. Every game. Every game. Not every game. It's a numbers game. Most game. The thing about this game on Sunday is that it's a numbers game. Oh, my God. Someone put me out of my misery. Please. I don't know what to say. No, I got to go to the bathroom, Five too. I'm falling here. apart here. I might not live through the end of your pick. Just make your pick. Oh, my God. This is unbelievable. Bears 19, Eagles 14. Okay. There you go. Now, what was your pick in print or on, in the digital space? It was the Bears, but a lower scoring game. Okay. All right. So which is your official 16, pick? 14. Just in case you nail it. This one, 1914. 1914. 
Mm, too, that's too many field goals for Cody Parkey. He's going to miss a couple. I've been on the fence about this game. I feel like matchup-wise, Eagles have some things going in their favor. I think they can block that pass rush pretty well. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. Mack will make his plays, and Hicks will make his plays, and um, they'll do some things, but I don't think that the Bears' pass rush will dominate. I think the Eagles will hold their own there. On the other side of the ball, I, I do like the matchup of the Eagles' defensive line against the Bears' offensive line. It's going to really come down to do when you pressure Trubisky, do those plays turn into sacks or do those turn into scrambles? I mean, that the whole game might be just determined uh, by that right there. Are you rushing with discipline? Do you have a plan? All those different types of things. It's tough to go against Nicky Franchise at this point. I mean, how many times are we going to do it? And him just come out, do something, spotlight on him, underdog, come out and make plays. I am very fascinated to see what Doug Peterson does in this game. You know, someone tweeted at us and said, how is hashtag Doug's new book doing? We do need a new we do, Which we was probably like two weeks ago, right? I mean, it, it was not long ago exactly we were doing the Cowboys that. game. And, uh, you know, we were, we were just crushing this guy, and then they turned their season around in the most unlikely of circumstances. They win as 13.5-point underdogs. Nick Foles comes in, and all of a sudden they're averaging over 28 points per game in their last three. They've retooled their offense. They're efficient. I think it's going to be a tight game in the fourth quarter. I think the Eagles are going to take a lead. I think it's going to be up to Mr. Biscuit to make some plays. I think he'll make a couple plays with his legs. I think Michael Bennett... Maybe a little, maybe a little two man game with Fletcher Cox. He's gonna come up with a sack fumble. The Eagles are gonna be victorious. Wow, nineteen seventeen, and we're all going to Nolens. Nice, nice. Okay, who's the homer now? Hey, I'm seven and nine. I do. I, I meant to say that the uh, what also swayed me is that the football gods are going to uh, reward the Bears for playing hard in Week 17, mm-hmm. unlike Sean McVay last year. Could be. I think that that's what's going to swing it. Okay. Now, do we have to do our playoff predictions? We, we forgot about that quickly. We didn't forget. That's uh, oh, oh that's was, still. This, oh, you got the same. How okay. it was going to go right. the whole way? Okay. All right. So you've got the Eagles going to Nolens. Nolens. We'll say that. <laughs> Uh, you've then got uh, the Seahawks going to the Rams. Yes. How do you see that playing out? I think the mighty Russell Wilsons might go there and pull off the upset. Wow, how about that? You know, the Rams have not been uh, battle-tested. Goff did not play well down the stretch. Real Kapadia matchup. And, uh, I don't know, the Seahawks have an NFC title game in them. Okay. I tried to go against Chalk a little bit on some of this, Okay. And then you've got uh, Kansas City taking on the Ravens. The Ravens. I've got the Chiefs in that game. The Ravens season comes to an end. Okay. And then? Patriots beat the Texans at home. Okay. And then Eagles and New Orleans. Oh, Eagles and New I've got the Saints in that game. Okay. In that round, I will go... Chiefs have the FFRs. I'll take the Chiefs, Patriots, Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers. Ooh. 
Chargers, Bears, Chiefs. Rams. We'll take the Rams. Saints, Cowboys, Saints. Next round, I've got Saints, Rams, and Nolans. Nolans. Um, <laughs> gosh, this neither team deserves to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'll take. I'll take. Uh, oof. I'm going to say that a Taysom Hill play comes back to haunt the Saints okay. and the Rams win the game. Rams in the Super Bowl, yeah. huh? Boy, Jared Goff, okay. Man, I don't like that at all. They're frauds. They're all frauds. Well, all these teams are frauds. They're not, uh, yeah, they're not very appealing options here. Then I'm taking the Chiefs over the Chargers. So I've got a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl. On to you. God, I hate that. Get the Chiefs beating the Patriots. And I've got the Saints beating the Seahawks for a Chiefs Saints Super Bowl. I know it's kind of boring, but what do you okay. want? What do you want from yeah, me? Yeah, you, you you got an interesting road there. Yeah. Just. All right, on the count of three, we'll both say who we're picking to win the Super Bowl. Okay. One, two, three. Chiefs. Chiefs. Andy Reid, baby. <laughs> oh, we're going to be regretting divisional round. Yeah, we're going to lose <laughs> very early. <laughs> So sorry, apologies <laughs> sorry, to Andy, Andy. Reid, Patrick Mahomes, everyone in Kansas City. We didn't mean to do it. This is sort of like the Packers pick preseason. Guaranteed sorry. to go wrong, but listen. It's fun. It's fun if the Eagles win the Super Bowl in the next year, Andy Reid wins the Super Bowl. That would be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll do it. We will be back, I'm sure, very uh, probably early Monday morning is when we will be back. Enjoy the weekend. Playoff football. Listen. Listen, man. You're in the tournament. Anything can happen. You got a chance. They didn't, they didn't want us in. They let us in. Nobody wanted us here. Fireplace in? Firehouse in? Fireplace in, I believe. Fireplace in uh, around 7.30 or 8, Saturday evening, Central Time. Sheila's going very much against his own will, so make it worth his while. And you know I'm not going to be there for long, so uh, I know don't right. be late. If you show up, there's no guarantee you will, I, don't, I can't speak for Bo, you will see me if you come after 8.30. I think that's fair. I can give an hour. Yeah. I'll be punctual. Unless the fight in Frank Reichs are in a classic and I have to watch that yeah, first. And then who are we, who are but we then kidding? you're going to be yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. An hour after the uh, that game ends is your is your yes that's correct okay. I will be there for one hour after the game ends and I will be leaving okay <laughs> all right thanks for listening everybody do remember to rate review subscribe give us your uh, prediction for how many points the Eagles score for a chance at a, a very comfortable T-shirt and uh, send us your uh, sponsorships if you'd like for Shield I'm Bo and as always. We love you. friends.